0: Davis Alden is a blood-sucking, capitalist piece of shit who hates our environment. Yeah, I'd believe it. Welcome to the Ronnie <laughs>
1: podcast. Uh, you're here today with uh, Davis, Carter, and Zach. And, uh, well, before we get into what I did yesterday, <laughs> or what I got called out doing yesterday, Carter, you tell us a little bit about your day.
0: My day? Yeah. Oh, shit. What was yesterday? Wednesday? Your fucking birthday, yes. Ah oh, damn. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I turned twenty one yesterday. So now it's completely legal for me, Zach, and Davis to all talk about drinking on the podcast. Poor poor Jacek. We'll pour one out for Jasick at the bar when we get back to Sheridan.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh yeah, yesterday was pretty cool. We went and got lunch at the Crow Bar here in Laramie. Ordered some beers. Felt good. Um, went to the DMV, got my new license. Went to Denver, and me and my buddies went and saw this rapper named Schoolboy Q. Um, the concert was supposed to be like over Thanksgiving week, but it got postponed because, you know, Wyoming or God hates Wyoming, and the weather's always shitty and the roads are closed. But yeah, went to the concert, and we got to meet the dude afterwards. Met schoolboy Q. That was pretty nutty. We And walked... uh, what'd he say? Yeah, we walked into this room that he's in, right? It was after the concert. We were like the fifth people in the meet and greet line. And we walk into this little room, and the first four people in front of us were just like in and out. They went and took a picture with that dude, and they were out of there. And Robert, Dylan, and I walk into this room, and as soon as he sees our faces come through the door, he's like... This is all quotes, guys, so don't go hating on the white guy here. But he's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And he starts, like, body checking us and jumping and pushing us around. And it was the craziest moment of my life, and I didn't really know what to do. And then he goes, quote, these guys, my white niggas, dude. I said it, my white niggas. That's right. And he was just so hyped up about it. It was the funniest thing. I had no idea what was going on. Wow. Just wow, what an adrenaline rush. Got back to Laramie about two o'clock in the morning and then went to bed.
1: (laughs) What a great birthday!
0: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I wasn't like fucked up, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, so uh, (laughs) nice.
1: Yesterday also happened to be the day that Time Magazine released uh, their person of the year, and it was Greta Thunberg. And so, naturally, I took to Twitter and... uh, As it should be. And kind of made, you know, a joke. Just a joke, you know, about how a 16-year-old that skips school... Should probably not be the person of the year. And uh, got called out by a couple people that we went to school with. Well, more Zach and Carter went to school with than I did. but And uh, called out. So naturally, we invited them on the podcast to, uh, you know, talk about it, debate us, just have an adult discussion. And so another formal invitation right now. Olivia and becca uh yeah come,
0: come join us yeah join us we, on the podcast we'll all be back in town over christmas break so if y'all want to hop on we'd love to have you yeah we got nothing yeah, against yeah. The things with people
2: yeah yeah this isn't a like a gotcha sort of thing i mean you want to come on and talk come on and talk with us that's that's all it is i wouldn't even call, i wouldn't even call it a debate. I would just call it a conversation. You just come and we'll talk about it.
1: I mean, that's what the rendezvous is, conversations.
2: I mean,
0: Davis's tweet wasn't necessarily like saying climate change wasn't a real thing. It was more just joking about Greta Thunberg. Thornberg? Thunberg? It's right there. Thunberg?
2: Okay. Thun- Thunberg.
0: Thunberg. Wh- whatever. <laughs> I'm I just don't I don't think that a 16-year-old should be deemed times person of the year when all she's really done is lead what protests or like rallies about climate change like she's not educated enough to the point where she actually knows what she's talking about when it comes to everything that goes into climate change and I feel like there's other people in the world that probably could get the title of person of the year that have like had a more a greater impact on this le on this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus. So we'll this...
1: get into those people uh, a little bit later in the podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got
1: anything else on your
0: rant? No. No.
1: okay so zach do you want me to kind of start this off
2: yeah go ahead
1: okay okay so first off (coughs) olivia and becca if you're gonna call me out on twitter please please come on the podcast let's have a conversation love to have you okay and you get a free
0: t-shirt free yeah (laughs) well not for us but i mean you come on the podcast you get a free t-shirt from us I think you need to stop <laughs> advertising
1: that because we're going to go broke. No. Okay. Well, we haven't
0: had that many guests. Anyway, onward.
2: Onward. Oh, wait, hey, hang on, hang on. before you get going, uh, we have I made a promise to somebody. I don't know his name, but he gave us a shout out <laughs> so we could give him one back. Uh this is to the Wild Snaps guy. <laughs> this episode's for you. Thanks for giving us a shout-out on Snapchat. I have no oh, yeah. idea
0: Snaps, if, guy. We, Follow if we got Snaps.
2: anybody, any new listeners. But, yeah. Okay. Take it.
1: Wild Snaps is great. Great
0: Snapchat. Follow it. It's- God bless America. That's all I got to say about that one. It's got everything you want on it. Some alcohol, mountain scenery, boobies weed occasionally dead animals okay moving on jesus this is a
1: serious episode (laughs) come on okay so greta thunberg um back in 2018 she back in september of 2018 she started skipping school right before um the elections in her home country of sweden right zach sweden uh, That's
2: where she's yeah,
1: from. yes, yeah, she, yeah, she's Swedish. Yeah. Okay, so she's skipping school like three weeks before um the elections in her home country of Sweden. And she stands outside of the parliament in Sweden to basically protest that they aren't doing enough for climate change and whatnot. And that they aren't doing enough to help the environment. And they're not, um, she was basically doing it so they would become part of the Paris uh, Climate Accords and um, join that fully. I don't really, I don't, I guess I don't know if they ever did. I haven't, I forgot to look that up. But, um, and so from that point on, she uh, got pretty famous as a climate activist whatever that means. And, um, I mean, I, I don't want to hate on her cause she's 16. She's got, um, Asperger's and, uh, she, for what she knows, she's, she's actually doing not too bad of a job and she, her thoughts and heart are in the right place. I, I just don't think, um, I'm with Carter. She shouldn't be the time person of the year. So let's talk about her for a little bit. She's basically uh, stated four main themes. She's gone over all over the world and um, talked at climate uh, strikes and whatnot. And so she's had a bunch of speeches. Her four main themes are that humanity is facing an existential crisis due to climate change the current generation of adults is responsible for climate change. Climate change will have a disproportionate effect on young people and too little is being done about the situation. She has also stated that politicians and decision makers need to listen to the scientists. And along with that, she um, is also saying that basically the Paris Agreement – isn't enough and she wants um she went to a conference at the European Economic and Social Committee Committee and said that the EU should reduce their CO2 emissions by 80% by 2030, which is double the 40% goal that Paris set. And so her she you know she's just like an 80% reduction in emissions is unrealistic. It's, it just is.
0: Well, it's totally unrealistic, especially with how fast the population grows nowadays. But I mean, she says that climate change is because of the generation of adults that we have right now, right? Yeah. This is what gets me because, like, Climate change is not completely due to just humans. I mean, yeah, there's some fucked up things that we do on this planet. And, like, we do admit a lot of CO2 into the atmosphere, which can't be good for it, obviously. But the Earth is going to naturally change anyway. It's not like we're solely killing the planet just because we need to produce things t- so, like, we can live. Like, we need factories. We need food. We need water. So basically the way I
1: look at the science it breaks down like this. The earth's climate is not a static environment. It is dynamic and it yeah. has been since the beginning of time. It is always changing and always will be changing and yeah. there's nothing we can do to stop that. If it want if the earth's climate is going to increase the temperature it's going to increase the temperature if it wants to throw us into an ice age it'll throw us into an ice age and there is nothing we can do with it second one forest fire in california if you take all the california forest fires in the last three to four years yeah that put out way more co2 than humans have in all of human history there's i mean
0: i don't doubt it yeah
1: there, we yeah we put out CO two, but one for one grouping of forest fires in one state, not even including the forest fires in the Amazon. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. Well, Zach, go ahead. You should point out too. Uh, her biggest gripe is with the United States. Everybody points fingers at the United States, and so when she got really famous a couple of months ago, I think that was in Paris, she pointed out you know pointed fingers at the United States. The United States has cut our global emissions so much more than every other industrialized country in the world. China is uh like the number one worst per, uh, country of putting out CO2 emissions. Well,
1: that's why Trump pulled out of the Paris agreement. Right.
2: If Nobody else because, is keeping up their end of the deal.
1: There. China wasn't in there. So there is no point in us reducing our emissions if China is going to put out tenfold what our missions are because it
2: won't matter. Right. Which is just it another is reason why I don't think she should be person of the year. Why is she only calling out the United States when we across well, the board? That's not
1: necessarily have- true. She, and I'll get to that here in a little bit. She's called. Well, I'll just say that right now. Um, her and 15 other people. Let me find it. Oh, where are you? Okay. Yeah. So, her and then 15 other children got together and the group announced they had made an official complaint against five nations that are not on track to meet emissions re- the emission reduction targets they committed to at the Paris Agreement. Those countries are Argentina, Brazil, France, Germany, and Turkey. The complaint challenges these five countries under third optional protocol to the Convention on the Rights of a Child. So basically they're suing them because they're violating their rights as children and putting them in a bad place to live in the future or something like that.
2: Yeah, give me a break, little girl. You just got named Time Person of the Year. Your life isn't that bad.
1: Well, and then we'll get to her her uh, probably most famous quote where she's at How dare the, you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the how dare you quote. And so she's also at the scene. She's at the uh, UN Climate Change Council or whatever in New York City or whatever. And she says, she's talking to all these world leaders and she says, this is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yes, you should, little girl. Yet... You all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my j- dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. You are uh, people are suffering, people are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of mass extinction, and you and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? And
2: you know, Can you name me one person who has died from fucking climate change? I'm sorry. You're going to get up there and you're going to shake your little finger at me and tell me that people are dying. Who's died? Who's died from this? Who? No, people, what, are, what dying. people are, are dying. What ecosystems are collapsing? Wh- which ones? Tell me, please. I beg uh, you.
1: Tell me. Reefs. Reefs actually. The only ecosystem that is taking a major hit from increase in CO2 in the atmosphere are... Um, r- Coral reefs, because corals made of um, basically bicarbonate, which is HCO3. Okay. And,
0: CO3, bicarbonate? Uh, yeah, HCO3. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, and so when you increase the levels of CO2 in the atmosphere, it basically changes the pH of the ocean to where the coral reef breaks down to balance out the pH because it's acting as uh, more or less a buffer in the ocean to keep the pH from shooting up a, a whole bunch. Okay.
2: So as the pH
1: increases the due to the CO2, the coral reefs start to uh, disintegrate.
2: All right. Well, there it's you tension. go. So you have, you've pointed something out. My, my point is, uh, she hasn't pointed anything out, all right. Her she, no. her, she just gets up there and shakes her finger. Uh, well, you like, in two seconds have told me what's act, what's going on. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, people in the world are
0: dying from hunger and like starva- starvation, dehydration, just like poor living conditions in general. That doesn't seem like climate
2: change to me, though.
0: Yeah, no. Like, if you want to solve a real-world problem, you got to start thinking about other countries' currency going down the toilet, other people in other countries starving and dying of dehydration or getting contracting diseases, you know? Like, I feel like the Earth has its own built-in, like, mechanism to fight back at whatever's coming, you know? Like the reefs, they're disintegrating to balance the ph because if they don't then the ocean becomes too acidic all the ocean life dies well
1: the ocean life can die when the reefs go away because uh well it's habitat yeah for some things yes i know but i mean well I I, i so there's a ecologist that used to work at the university of wyoming and i can't remember what his name is but i've gone to listen to him talk he wrote a about the ecosystems of wyoming and the best thing he ever said was when you put one thing into the environment or change one thing take one thing out in the environment you're not only changing one thing it's gonna yeah. have a chain effect so yeah. coral reefs leave that's gonna ruin habitat for some fish or aquatic creatures which is gonna affect predators more, yeah more predators down the line and down the line and down the line so it's not just reefs leaving, it's it's a larger effect than that, but it's still not like entirely man-made or entirely that big of an issue yet. And the main thing with all the problems in the world over uh hunger, poverty, climate change, you can fix all of that by reducing population. This earth is <laughs> i i'm i'm dead serious this earth is only can only support so many people at some point the problem is not climate change or coal production or anything it's the number of people on this earth
0: that need to use everything
1: that that is the main issue you fix that yeah. and 90 percent of the problems go away How
2: you fix that, there's no way to fix that. There just isn't. You just start drowning babies like they do in China? Well, no, we have to eat the babies.
1: What happens is is a natural cycle. It's what happened with the plague. When you get overpopulated, disease spreads easily. That's true. When, When the deer population gets overpopulated, they get blue tongue and half of them die off. We're going to a plague. That's what's going to happen. In the next hundred years, there's going to be a plague. You heard it here first. (laughs) Not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. And so, I mean, I don't want to entirely bag on uh, Greta because she is doing a few things good, kind of. So she's reducing her own carbon footprint, um, herself, she's she became vegan, so I guess not eating meat is supposed to reduce carbon because cows fart,
0: but we all fart, so I don't know. Is she just never going to fart again, or what? Like, well, just bottle it and throw meat, it in the ocean.
1: vegans equals less cows, which equals less farts because cow farts are killing this planet. Seems... So if you eat meat, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? I said. And uh, so she's also done upcycling, and she's given up flying, and she convinced her family to give up flying, including her mom, who was like an international opera singer. So she had to get her mom had to give up her career because if you can't fly somewhere, you you can't like. be an international opera singer so but i i want to make this point and this is where i'm going to bring in the math flying long distance has less carbon impact than driving yeah and i did the math today to prove it so running through some numbers here the average car the average passenger car burns about or releases 0.906 pounds of CO2 into the atmosphere for every mile it drives. From New York to LA, that's 2776 2,700, miles, which ends up being about if you were to drive from New York to LA in the um, with the least distant road You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. It ended up being about 2,515 pounds of CO2 per car. Now the average airplane burns 53 pounds of CO2 per air mile from New York to LA by air. So the way the bird flies is 2,451 miles. That's 129,903 pounds of CO2 emissions in one flight. Now, that is way more than any car. But per passenger, it's a lot less. because. So I got on to uh, Delta Airlines to see what kind of airplane they use to fly New York to uh, L.A. And they use the Boeing 7067, which seats about 180 to 375 people. So if you're thinking, you know, the average car passenger car you fit three people into a passenger car to take that drive so you divide you take the low-end number 180 divided by three you get about 60 cars that are going to be driving new york to la and that times what um that 60 times 2,515 ends up being 150,900 pounds of co2 emission and you know, basically, the average between 180 and 375 people is about 260. And so, even if you divided that 260 by and fit four people into a car, that's about 65 cars. So, still more CO2 emissions than flying. If you're going to fly a lot, and you know, bigger planes, that's a lot easier to prove. If you're flying a private jet across the country, yes that is worse than driving yeah but if you're gonna if you're not gonna go on a commercial plane because you think that's killing the environment it's not driving the distance if it's a long distance more than likely is worse on the environment
0: yeah i agree my thing with greta here is like I think she has great intentions and like her head's in the right place. And she's not entirely wrong when she says that, like, we're going to deplete our planet and we're the cause of climate change. Like, she's not entirely wrong. But where I get lost with this whole time person of the year thing is that it sounds like she's only doing things to reduce her own carbon footprint. And she's leading these rallies, and like everybody's like, Yeah, Greta, like, shake your finger at all the nasty people that ruin our planet. So, but she's not making any changes other than herself. She's trying to lead by example
1: and by giving up flying. So, obviously, you have to get from Sweden to the United States somehow without flying. So, Coming over, she took a 60-foot racing yacht uh, that was equipped with solar panels and underwater turbines, and so the trip was basically carbon neutral. Didn't put off any carbon. Going back after, she she did a whole big North American tour in United States and Canada, and then ended up taking a uh, 48-foot catamaran back to Spain. Um, Cause that's where the next big climate thing was. So she's trying to lead by example. My biggest problem is she's basically been quoted as taking a sabbatical year off from high school. Like what is that? If, if she wants to actually be a climate activist and I think she has the heart and the mindset to do it, the way she's talked and the way she gives speeches, go to school, learn as much as you can Become the next PhD or the next politician that's the leading climate change person. Be well versed in the science. Don't just listen to the scientists. They can be wrong. They've been wrong before. Figure it out for yourself. Learn the science yourself, Be the and then be the leading climate activist. Don't know nothing about the science and then be, you
2: know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think that goes for anything and for everyone. If you Yeah. 100%. Go go figure it out and make your own decisions. Here's here's my thing. So her her mom and dad uh are both like internationally known. One's an artist, I think the other's an actor maybe. They're pushing her to do this. I don't think that this is her choice completely i think they've pushed this on her and I you think can they see that at the
1: beginning but i think now it's it's her
2: i don't know i think they keep going with it and you see that the media's taking her on the media's keeps pushing her keeps putting her in the spotlight and when when they're when they're done with her they're just gonna throw her away i mean look at uh david hogg the uh the kid from florida who was pro gun control when's the last time you heard anything from him as soon as the media is done with you they throw you aside and cuz you, either you haven't advanced your cause well enough for them to to keep going or their agenda's changed you know or so, some new kid comes into the picture right protesting something else right which just kind of goes back to your point davis if she's hoping to change the world on her you know fame alone it's not going to happen <laughs> it's not going to happen you're either going to divide more people because everybody has an opinion about you, or the media is going to throw you aside, and we're going to forget about you within a day.
1: And you know, I would argue that it's not the climate change issue that stole her childhood. If if you're
0: if you're speaking truth, it's it's her parents and yeah. the media that stole yeah. her childhood. I mean, think this girl's sixteen years old. Be a sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah. Get a but, driver's license. Hang out with your friends. Like. Why are you trying to make this grand tour around the whole world? Well, and if you're
1: that worried about the world going to end in 12 years like AOC is, that we aren't going to stop it from ending in 12 years. Nothing we do, if AOC is telling the truth, nothing we do will yeah. change the fact that the world is going to end in 12 years. So right. live it up. Go be a kid. Go, <laughs> go be go a kid. enjoy yeah. life go enjoy nature while you still
2: have it you know and <clears throat> people people might disagree with this point but i've seen it the media and these people are fear-mongering to be honest aoc is fear-mongering going out preaching the world's going to end in 12 years you have this greta thunberg who's going around saying we've destroyed her childhood when i was uh working in a school last year uh they were learning about the environment and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I pulled this kid out in the hall to do some reading. He comes up to me, and, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up. He goes, Mr. Gale, I'm worried. I was like, well, why, why are you worried? What are you worried about? It's like, well, people are destroying the climate, and the oceans are, are flooding. And if we don't do something soon, the oceans are going to rise, and we're going to all drown. And I was just like, this kid's in like sixth grade, you know, and his teachers got them all worried because oh god the climate's going to end in 12 years you know this is this is the effect it's just it's <laughs> go be a kid i was like you don't need to worry about that dude. well and hey. i
1: i don't think people realize that the ice caps are not going to completely melt do you know how thick antarctica is of ice before yeah. you hit land yeah oh, yeah. yeah 2 miles yeah. <laughs> 2 plus miles of ice that is not all going to melt in 12 years
2: i and i couldn't find us- my source for this but the ice caps are actually growing <laughs> they're growing they're not shrinking i i i wish i could have found my source before i was doing this but they're growing <laughs> the ice caps are actually bigger than they uh, thicker bigger than they were uh they're growing
0: <laughs> i mean i yeah. feel like the earth's always going to go through this cycle of like Ice caps melting, they're going to refreeze and grow, get bigger. Like, it's not going to, I don't know. I just think, I'm with Davis. If you think the world's actually going to end in 12 years and we're all going to be a mile underneath water because all the ice caps melt and the atmosphere disappears and we all just like scorch and the world is hell, you're crazy. But it's crazy to think about. There's this lady that came in and talked to my microbiology class the other day, and she wasn't necessarily touching on climate change, but she brought up something that I thought was kind of cool. That, uh, Like, you ever been hiking up in the mountains and you see the red snow, the watermelon snow, Mm -hmm. like high up?
2: Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Bacteria.
0: Yeah, it's it's Mm -hmm. bacteria. And so they live in, like, they live near the top layer of the snow in these little water pockets to kind of, like, shield themselves from the sun, but at the same time, they need the sun. But these bacteria, since they turn the snow red, the snow absorbs more of the sun's light rays instead of just the white snow reflecting it off, right? So these bacteria are kind of, like, naturally just melting, like, assisting, I guess— the melting of the snow and then growing more bacteria which then makes the snow melt more mm-hmm. so i mean like there's things all over nature that cause snow and ice to melt you know what i'm saying yeah i thought that was pretty cool i didn't know that like i didn't know the red snow actually did that i uh, kind of told me away. you that
1: on our backpacking trip this summer
0: you did, yeah. I remember talking about the snow. I didn't remember. Oh my god. Well, I re- well, I knew it was bacteria. I'm just saying, I don't remember the whole sun hey, melt bacteria grow.
2: In, process. in Carter's defense, you guys had a wild weekend up there on the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> we did.
0: Yes, it was a wild weekend.
2: So there were some things that were ingested that. Could explain some memory loss. Too much whiskey. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs>
0: bourbon.
2: Jim bourbon. Bean,
1: peach bourbon, baby.
2: Bourbon and
0: whiskey. There was a bottle bloat broken on a rock. Okay. I fell over Davis.
1: So <laughs> this comes from one of Greta's first speeches. Zach, and I want to get your opinion on it. Because in my opinion, it's basically inciting violence. Um, This is a quote from one of her first speeches. So everyone out there, it is now time for civil disobedience. It is time to rebel. End of quote.
0: Hmm.
1: Why? What is the point? And this is one thing I tweeted today back to uh, one of my haters out there. So <laughs> what What good does civil disobedience or rebelling have to do with changing the environment. What are they going to do? A protest accomplishes absolutely nothing. All a protest does is get you on the news and puts the awareness out there. Go actually do something to help the environment.
0: What kind of civil disobedience or rebellion are they going to create? Go- are they, they going to storm the White House and hold Trump at gunpoint and say, fix the climate? Like, what the... F- <sighs> go clean an
1: ecosystem go pick up litter don't protest go do something
2: right I mean are they they protesting political action or are they protesting the fact that nobody's going out and you know trying to change the climate or you know they're
1: protesting policy basically
2: so I mean it could have some sort of effect I mean I don't know how it changes anything for climate change but civil rights era civil disobedience and protesting got them somewhere. I mean, um, but I agree with you. I mean, she wins time of the year for riling people up, not for, I mean, okay. We've, we've noted that she's changed some of her own policies or some, some of her own tendencies, but I mean, and I don't know. There's more deserving people out there than a girl well, going around shaking her fist.
1: And that's a good segue. So uh, you looked up someone who, in terms of climate change, has done way more a hell than of a she lot more. has in two years.
2: Yeah. So there's this guy. Uh, he's Dutch. Uh, Boyan Slat. Um, hope I'm pronouncing that right. That's, but
1: That's two words. Boyan, first name, Slat, the last name. Look him up.
2: Right. It's spelled exactly how it sounds. Um, So when he was 18, uh, this is about, well, I don't know how long ago, when he was 18, uh, he built this contraption that, uh, let's see, uses the natural oceanic forces to passively catch and concentrate ocean plastic through the theoretical cleanup time, uh, through which the theoretical cleanup time could be reduced from millennia to mere years. So. This guy has a uh, thing out, and I think right it's between California and Hawaii right now. It's somewhere in the middle of the, the uh, Pacific.
1: Yeah, he's targeting that big landmass of plastic oh, okay. that circulates uh-huh. in the ocean based on the currents. Okay. It's just a, you know what I'm
2: talking about? Yeah, yeah, mass like trash island. Plastic. That's yeah. what he's targeting right now. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, uh, I think that was in 2013 when that happen maybe not maybe it's just recently but he
1: got the idea in 2013 and started getting money um and donors in like 2016
2: 2015 okay yeah it says here 2018 was when it when it when it personally took off into the ocean
1: he uh to date he's raised like 34 million dollars for this project Right. Um, so if you're a listener and you aren't a poor college student, you know, <laughs> look him up and maybe, yeah. uh, donate if you want.
2: Right. And it, so I think where you would donate, cause he started his own company too, uh, it's called the ocean cleanup. Um, so look, look that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a guy who in a year has done, I don't know what effect he's had, but that's a pretty ingenious system. That's out there doing something. Uh yes, you know, see, but why not, is
0: why is he not the time person of the because year? Because he's not calling out Donald Trump. Because he's exactly. not public, because the news isn't raving about it. Because he's In my taking it upon well, himself
2: to go and do something. He's not traveling and, around the world. He's not calling people out, and he's not a media puppet.
1: And he he's not the only one. I I didn't have a whole lot of time today because I'm trying to study for finals, but And I was looking up stuff about Greta Thunberg. But if you Google um, climate change young entrepreneurs, there's plenty of them, plenty that are inventing stuff, trying their best, using science to try to clean up this planet and make things better for the climate. But
0: they don't call out anybody, so they don't ever make the news. Well, here's the thing, though. Is because you have all these scientists in the, around the world that are constant, like climate. Like, the climate changing has been a topic for how like I don't know seventies, eighties. You know, yeah. So 70s. It started
1: in the seventies, basically, yeah. with the crying Indian commercial.
0: Yeah. So you've had scientists working around the clock since the seventies to prevent or reduce climate change. It's not like nobody gives a shit about the world and nobody's doing anything. These guys are actually in the lab. They're studying things. They're doing math, science to try to figure out what to do. They're trying to come up with a solution before they present it to the world. You can't just tell the world, hey, guys, you need to get your shit together because it's going to end in 12 years with no solution already. You know what I'm saying? Well,
1: and the world and climate is multitudes better off now than it was back in the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Multitudes. (laughs) Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. Did you know that there's more trees planted right now than there were uh, around the time of the Industrial Revolution? I don't know if that's in the world or if it's just the United States, but there are more trees planted now than there were during that time. Like, there are people doing things. (laughs) This is not... I don't know. Well, I, I it's, mean it's not a climate
0: change isn't something that you solve overnight. That's the gist of it. This is something that takes years and years and years and years of research to do. Yeah. So I don't know. I just well, think her waving her fingers and doing all these protests and rallies and stuff, I, I I don't think she deserved time person of the year.
1: Well, and basically
0: we gotta look at it this way.
1: If you're gonna reduce carbon emissions, you have to get rid of coal. You have to get rid of natural gas. If you drive any car that drives with gas, how dare you? If you use their conditioning in the summer, how dare you? If you use the heater in the winter, how dare you? If, and, and you know what? Solar and wind is great. It is, it, it is so inefficient with the technology we have right now. Sure, 20 years down the road... It might be way efficient. It might be able to take over coal and uh, natural gas. But as of right now, if you truly wanted to reduce CO2 emissions by 80%, we'd have to start living in the Stone Age again. Seriously. The time before electricity. So if Greta Thunberg uses anything electrical, of which she does because she posts on Twitter – how dare you? How dare you? You're using electricity. That's coming from somewhere, and yeah. that comes only from mostly coal in this world. Sure, there are solar plants and wind farms, but that is minor to what is produced from natural gas.
0: Yep. Well, and the other thing, too, is like solar power... And wind farms, water plants, those all are those are expensive as hell. It it, it's not inefficient. Yeah, it's not cheap to go lay out a millions of solar panels to power something. Like that stuff costs a lot of money. And back to real world problems like hunger and poverty, not everybody can afford to deck their house out in solar panels to be CO two free and blah blah blah. Like and you know,
1: Good on Greta because she is changing her carbon footprint a little bit. I would have been so pissed off if it had been one of the Hollywood big wigs that say we're killing the planet and then they jump in their private jet, fly half across the world and go to their fifth fucking house that has air conditioning and five car garage. How dare they? How dare they They tell me to reduce my carbon footprint? When they're living in Hollywood and they keep their house at a cozy 65 degrees. Stupid. Zach, you there? So what... Okay, crisis averted. Moment of uh, technical difficulty there, um, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so what What point did you get kicked off? Did you hear me ranting about the uh, Hollywood elites? No. <laughs> Okay, so basically, I went on a rant about how the Hollywood elites, um, you know, fly their plane all over, and then
2: okay, like Leonardo DiCaprio we need and star
1: carbon footprint. And then they go to their nice, cozy, sixty-five degree homes in Hollywood. Yeah, five car garage. Fuck them. So, um, yeah. So, should we just do final thoughts since your internet is acting up? Yeah okay final thoughts here we go
2: all right well i think it's a shame what the media and leftists have done to this poor girl uh who already has a mental disability um call me out on that if you want i don't care the point is she's not at the same state of mind as the rest of us. And to take advantage of her like this, I think is unfair. Um, to name her person of the year when she's shook her fist more than she's taken action or inspired people to take action, uh, I think is a little maybe premature, especially when you have uh, thousands of people in Hong Kong uh, protesting government oppression uh, and really looking at violence and just, really shitty situation there um and then you have somebody like this uh by uh, boy oh shit what boy boy, boy, boy boy and slant boy and slat, slat. uh slat, slat. Uh, yeah uh, my apologies dude uh who are who are out there taking the initiative and and doing something so anyway uh again olivia becca uh you guys are welcome on this show Uh, We'd love to have you on to have a conversation. It's not a gotcha. It's not a four guys railing on you about what you believe. It's just a conversation. We just want to know what you guys think about it. So love to have you guys on the show. When you guys are home for Christmas, hit us up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just want to emphasize, I guess, that the take-home point from this episode is not that we're hating on Greta Thunberg. I mean, or... Her disability for that matter. Like, I respect her as a person. I think she's doing cool things for how old she is. But at the same time, you should just go be a kid. You should go out and live life and stop worrying about adult problems that are being forced on you and the media is just feeding it to you. You know what I'm saying? You should go have fun, enjoy your life, get an education, get a degree... And then start worrying about how you're going to solve the world's problems. So, yeah. And Olivia and Becca, we appreciate your guys' feedback on Twitter, but we prefer if you'd come on the show and talk. I mean, we got nothing against it. We're all for it here. So, yeah. Come join us and let's have a discussion about climate change and time person of the year
1: so personally i think greta greta's childhood is gone there's there's no way to be a normal child after this um so i i really hope she succeeds and i hope she makes the best out of this opportunity because of who she is she's gonna have an incredible opportunity to get into some amazing environmental colleges she could be one of the leading scientists in the world by the time she's 30 or she could be a leading politician in the world by the time she's 30 yeah. the choice is up to her I really hope she goes back to school because right now it's almost seeming like she's not going to go back to school I really hope she goes back to school I, I'd i rather her be a climate activist as a scientist or a politician than as a someone who's
0: not all educated you know well i feel like if she doesn't go back to school when the media is done with her and throws her out she'll just be a nobody nobody's gonna people are gonna remember oh you remember that one 16 year old like 10 years ago that went on those rants about climate change i wonder whatever happened to her i feel like if she goes get goes and gets an education and some credibility behind her Her words will move a lot more people and make a bigger impact than what she's doing right now. Yeah, so – and then Olivia and Becca.
1: Olivia's comment basically threw me under the bus and said, I am a hypocrite because I have an outdoors podcast and am an outdoors enthusiast. But yeah, because I don't support Greta, I must not um, care all that much about the environment, which is really funny because the night before I spent three hours in a game and fish, Wyoming game and fish meeting, talking about um, chronic wasting disease in the state of Wyoming. And that's an entire episode all by itself. But basically, um, for all of you guys that like to hunt and fish in Wyoming, but mostly hunt, the game and fish put out a draft plan to um, combat chronic wasting disease and basically manage it throughout the state. And they're looking for public input and you have to, I think like January 15th of 2020 to read through their draft plan. And it's, it's a little bit long, not too bad though. And then provide public comments. They want to hear what, you like about the plan what you don't like about the plan if you think the plan needs to add something or if you think something shouldn't be in the plan they really want public feedback on this one because they can't really do some of the stuff they're doing if the public isn't bought in and so please if you hunt deer or elk or even moose in the state of wyoming please go on to the um game and fit wyoming game and fish website and read through their draft plan and make a public comment i will be after finals week i don't have time this week but next week or the week after i hate the environment but you know i will do my public duty and try to make a well-educated public comment um and uh If there's anything else I could do to help the environment, since I hate it so much, uh, please (laughs) let me know. So, So next time on The Rendezvous, we'll see you later.